The Fusion Strike Pokemon TCG set release has been a complete disaster. So many different things to talk about, and that's what we're going to do on today's episode. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Leaders Podcast, where we talk all things Pokemon TCG here on YouTube. And yes, we're going to be trying to get it up on Spotify and iTunes, so please bear with us, guys. We just got to cross the T's and dot our I's. I'm Travis with TCG Funhouse. And I'm ASX. What is going on, everybody? What is up, indeed, and what is up is... Fusion Strike is officially out, guys, and it has been a complete disaster, like all kinds of crazy stuff going on. A couple of good things, mostly bad things. We're going to talk about all that stuff. We're going to talk about how potentially the set, the individual booster packs can be weighed, which this is the first time since Sword and Shield and really even since like the Sun and Moon era um that this has been possible so it's a very hot topic right now in the pokemon tcg community uh and then on top of that we've been seeing arguably the worst pull rates for any new set release in a very 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 long time if not ever as well so is that because of factory printing who knows what it really is but we're going to talk about all that stuff today including some market watch on singles prices and sealed product prices on on the third party market we're going to go over all that stuff, guys. ASX, how has your experience with Fusion Trike been so far? Sure. Well, I haven't opened a lot of packs, um, and I would have to say it's it was subpar, my opening that I did do. Um, <laughs> I, I only pulled you know one, uh, one ultra rare. Uh, it was cool. It was the Gengar V, so I was happy about that. But, that is um, cool. Gengar's a know, beast. He is. He is. Um, but they're, you know... I, as a collector, I think there are a lot of cool cards in this set, and I was really hoping, you know, to see if a couple more of them at least. But, you know, I op- I only opened six packs so far. I definitely plan on opening, um, you know, a handful more for sure. Uh, but, yeah, this set, um, just something feels a little bit different about it. So are you one of those people that is uh, planning on kind of holding off for Brilliant Star? Like, what what are you thinking here? Uh, yeah, I am definitely guilty of that. <laughs> uh, that set does look pretty amazing from, you know, from the, yeah, yeah, I know from the little, you know, amount that we've seen from it so far. Uh, I think it's just, you know, the extra hype around it. It's got a Charizard on the pack. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I am, you know, I am one of those people that I, I don't think I'm going to open up a whole lot of this set. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of in the same category around battle styles for me. Okay. Um, it's a fun set. It has some good artworks, I think. Um, you know, I, I don't want to put it as as low. I'll say Battle Style is pretty styles. bad, man. Battle Style <laughs> is pretty low. I, I, I will... guess I was saying that <laughs> in terms of how <laughs> I'm going to collect it, you know, I don't think it's a bad set by any means. It has absolutely beautiful cards in it. Stunning. Um, but just the, at the rate that I'm collecting it, it'll probably be more on that side where, you know, I don't necessarily go out and, and try to buy that, but I open more of it up in, like, collection right. boxes or... Right, right, right. Um, you know, I guess mostly extra stuff boxes. that you buy, you'll get fusion strike packs in there as yeah. well, but you're not going to specifically hunt it out. Um, right. which seems to be where a lot of people lie. And honestly, after what we have kind of uncovered and discovered, um, about this set after it's only been out for not even a week yet, 
Um, yeah. I don't blame you one bit. I really don't. Now, don't get me wrong. Mew is a banger. Every single Mew yeah. card in this set, to me, is like a must-add. I really want to add that to my collection. And also, Gengar mm. is a fan favorite as well. Anytime you can get those Gengars, it's it's a good day, for sure. Um, but that's really all this set has. Yeah. Two linchpin Pokemon to kind of anchor it, and everything else is just kind of fodder. Sorry, Celebi. Sorry, Genesect. Um, but they're not good enough cards to make me want to chase, right, like the Mews are. Um, right. Now, we did talk a ton about Brilliant Star last week, so go check out last week's episode if you want to hear our thoughts on Brilliant Star, which is another hot topic in the Pokemon community right now, because I do think there's going to be a Charizard alternate art that they're going to announce as soon as Battle Styles cools off a little bit more. Um, Battle Styles, Fusion Strike. See, you got me <laughs> thinking Battle Styles now with your comparison, and geez. Um, but anyway... Fusion Strike. So a couple of the bad things that we were talking about earlier um, is the fact that this set seems to be weighable. The loose TCG packs seem to be completely weighable. And I've seen a couple of viral videos on TikTok, which has basically confirmed this. But it's not what you think it would be. Normally you think you weigh a booster pack and the heavy one has the hit. And in the light one doesn't have the hit, just like you do with the vintage product and uh, packs from XY and black and white and stuff like that. But it's actually the complete opposite. The way that they have done the new code cards, if you don't know, Fusion Strike came with new code cards. There's a black border, black border and a white border. Um, the light packs seem to have the V or better hits, which is insane. And I have seen several videos on TikTok, on Instagram, or even on YouTube confirm this. And a lot of times when I see those kind of videos, I'll be like, oh, that's cap, right? I'll be like, no, nah, you're fooling with us. You're messing around. But it seems to be the consensus in the Pokemon community that you can weigh loose booster packs. So I will go ahead and say this. If you're ordering Fusion Strike cards online, make sure you guys do not buy any loose packs from Fusion Strike because it's it's... It's almost guaranteed to be a setup, guaranteed to be a, a scam. So make sure you guys stay away from that. Now, I haven't seen any confirmation on like the sleeved uh, packs. I'm not sure if there's something else that maybe goes inside the sleeved packs uh, or if the weights just come out differently. I'm not sure. I've only seen the loose booster packs. Uh, but please, guys, keep an eye out for that. Do the test yourself. I normally don't like talking about things like weighing packs and confirming yeah. stuff that it's weighable. I haven't done it myself. This is all third party me talking from, you know, to you guys from stuff that I've heard and stuff that I have seen. Um, I don't condone it at all. As somebody who is a reseller, I'm completely against weighing packs. I'm completely against even selling loose packs. So over on TCGFunhouse.com, you will never see a loose booster pack of anything just because I don't think it's the proper way to sell and too many things can go wrong. Um, which I did just have a small restock up there, so make sure you guys go check it out. Um, but what do you think about weighable packs, ASX? You know, I, I didn't know that before you said that, and it's, I, you know, I don't like it. It's it's really unfortunate, <laughs> I feel it, like, yeah. um, you know, especially for, you know, the, the reselling market uh, aspect of it. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, aren't as educated on, on the Pokemon community and, and, you know, mm -hmm. where to buy packs and all that. And, you know, if they see, you know, loose packs like that, you know, at maybe a better deal, then, you know, they're probably going to go yep. for that. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's really unfortunate that they are weighable. 
um, you know, I, I do notice and I kind of, you know, I was kind of upset that they did this. So with the, the code cards, you can still tell, right? You can still tell there's like a, you, you know, yeah, it's like green and white, white you know, where there's a hit and you know where there's not a hit. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No. And you know, I was, I was kind of upset that they did that. I wonder if that has anything to do with the weights, like if the different code cards maybe have different weights to them or something. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they but, do. That's probably why they're different. Just like the white and green yeah. ones. Um, but it almost seems like they just like transposed them. Like they accidentally put the heavy ones in with the, you know, the non hits and then the light ones with the hits or something like they mixed it up somehow to where it didn't work out like it was supposed to is kind of like what it seems, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me with all the other, you know, with the new um, factories, the air and, packs, air yep. boxes, you know, that people get, dude, uh, I've seen know, people, I've seen people open up booster packs that have 14 to 15 cards in them. I've yeah. seen people open up booster packs that have two rares. Uh, I've seen booster packs that have like six reverses in them just from fusion strike already. So wow. Pokemon I, really yeah, needs to, they really need to tighten the reins on their factories. I know they opened up a new factory and they have all this extra printing going on and they turn their printers up to max and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. they really need to work on their quality control 100%. Uh, but to kind of show you guys um, TCG player, um, is very good at processing third-party markets um, and where market prices lie for singles and sealed product. So definitely suggest going to tcgplayer.com and check all that stuff out. But, and to kind of show that there may be something to this, the single loose booster packs on TCG Player are going for actually under retail price at $3.60 right now for a loose booster pack. It kind of makes it seem like people are aware of the situation and they're refusing to buy anything um, that's a loose pack-wise. Now, on top of that, it could also be sellers, shady-ass sellers, who know that they're selling light packs and are completely okay letting them go for under MSRP because they know there's nothing inside. So, please, again, guys, be wary of that. That being said... Everything else seems to be at about $6 secondary market, which is kind of confusing to me because I've been able to find Fusion Strike out at my stores. I know you said earlier that you were able to find Fusion Strike yeah. out at your stores. Um, the hype is not there, and yet the prices still seem to be a little high, right? Booster boxes, which before the big boom used to be $100, no no cap, no nothing. It was just 100 bucks. Now, booster boxes are 120 market price on uh, Fusion Strike. So, already $20 still inflated. Um, Pokemon Center ETB is about 75 MSRP 50 um, ETBs, regular ETB is about 50 Normal MSRP is 40 So, secondary market is still inflated quite a bit on sealed product, which is a surprise to me. Like, because I know there's not a lot of hype around this set. Like, like what do you think, man? You know, I think it's, you know, I think just maybe the hype around Pokemon, you know, the, the excitement yeah. around, you know, just opening packs. Um, you know, we just got off the celebrations train. Um, I, I mean, I didn't get off. I'm still on it. You know, a lot of us, you know, are just getting off that. And, um, you know, I think with, you know, some of these prices as, as they are, I, I, I kind of think it makes sense. I'm not, you know, necessarily on the selling side like you are. Yeah. Um, but on the collector side, you know, I, I kind of see it as, you know, the set's still very new and everything like that, you know, maybe two, three weeks out, um, you know, from, from the release date, uh, you know, I definitely think we'll see a, a drop in those prices, mm -hmm. uh, you know, down to something that, you know, feels a little bit more normal. 
um, you know, for kind of like a normal set like this. But um, yeah, you'd kind of mentioned, um, you know, some of the prices of, you know, some of the cards in, in this set, the singles. Um, yeah. Some of the singles are, are actually pretty expensive still. They're, they're holding on yeah. it, um, it's, to some it's, of their value. It's definitely um, the thing where this set is, is anchored by, three or four very expensive chase cards, right? Yeah. So, you know, I keep, I, I hate keep going back to battle styles because battle styles is such a blessed set, but yeah. battle styles had that one sleepy T tar that was always like $150 that people really wanted, you know? And it was the yeah. only reason pretty much collectors at least opened up battle styles at all was to try to get yeah. that sleepy T tar alternate art. Um, and fusion strike has about, three of those cards um all still going market price over 150 dollars and of course i'm talking about the mu v max which is around 180 right now uh the gengar v max which is around 150 and the espion v max which is around 150 as well so there still are three alternate art pokemon cards right now in this set that are going for over a hundred dollars and, or $150, excuse me. And then we got the Rainbow Mew and the uh, Alternate Art Mew V at around like 85 Now, yep. the reason why I think that they are so expensive is because we're going to talk about one of the other disastrous things that's happening in Fusion Strike right now is the pull rates seem to be atrocious. Now, again, yeah. I do a lot of research, right? So, no, I haven't necessarily opened... A thousand packs of fusion strike myself in fact my shipment got delayed it'll actually be here um tomorrow as of recording this and so i haven't been able to break into a lot of fusion strike myself yet but i do a lot of research i talk to a lot of people in the pokemon community all the time and it seems to me that pull rates for this set are very very bad and the perfect example of that is if you go to tcg player again and you look at the mu v max right now alternate art there's only 15 on tcg player 15 of the number one chase card in the set right now now if you compare that to previous sets normally by this time you're approaching that 40 50 of those cards being available to purchase um, because people are ripping into so many packs early on right stores are trying yeah. to get out in front and sell at a high dollar price um, people who are excited to get that big banger kind of want to sell it and maybe buy cards they actually want for their set or for their collection, things like that. But the fact that there's only 15 on there, and there's only 24 Gengars, and there's only like 25, 28 Espeons as of recording this, those are insanely low numbers on pull rates. And like you said, yeah, you only yeah. opened six packs, but you only got one V, right? So, I mean, it's crazy. If pull rates are going to continue to be this bad, are you going to think that it's going to deter... And that's going to kind of push people away from not even just opening Fusion Strike. But let's say these pull rate numbers continue on to Brilliant Star and into the near future. Like, do you think bad pull rates is good for Pokemon? Or do you think it's bad for Pokemon? You know, I I think... I, I don't think it hurts them. I honestly don't. Um, I, I, think, I think it hurts us more than it does them, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, the it's kind of sad to see the pull rates. I mean, there, what there's like close to 300 cards or something in this set. This right? is the biggest set Pokemon has ever printed. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, naturally you're going to have tougher pull rates um, because I really don't think there's 
that many like ultra rare or better cards either. I I felt like when I uh, yeah. took a list online or took a look at the list, I was actually surprised that it was pretty short mm-hmm. uh, in comparison to like the you know regulars, uh, commons, uncommons, rares. Um, but I feel like you know, you know, going into the future, I feel like this is kind of like a reset, kind of a set yeah. in a sense in terms of the or pull rates. or. It is the precursor to the pre the, to the reset, which could be Brilliant Star, and they're kind of testing their waters. I what can see that. I can see that. Um, you know, I, I. What do you think they're going to make like the the Brilliant Star pull rates like a lot better or something? Or no, I think like they're going to make them worse. Correct. So oh, what? What? Wow. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening right now, um, but this is where I'm at. Right. So. What is the one card that is hotter than Pokemon right now? Sports, right? So sports cards are the hottest market, one of the hottest investment avenues, really, like, in the past, like, decades, right? Like, it's massive right now. Yeah. Sports cards are hotter than Pokemon, and Pokemon's hottest that it's ever been since 1999, since release. And the reason why is because every single time you open a pack of football cards or basketball cards, there's an opportunity to get a $10,000 card, right? There's that chance that you can get that one-of-one RPA auto jersey card from, you know, the rookie of the year, which is going to give you a $20,000 price point, right? Which is why sports cards are so freaking hot right now. So... When you go over, now you look at Pokemon and you go, hey, so what are we missing from the Pokemon TCG? And it could be that, right? It could be those super rare, expensive cards to where when the most expensive card in the set is $150, that's actually quite a lot, right? You're like, man, it never used to be that way. Like you were happy if you pulled a $30 card, (laughs) you know, a $40 card back during Sun and Moon, right? Or back during... uh, you know, X, Y, like you were stoked when you pulled that $50 card. You were like, yes, this is the most expensive card in the set at 55 bucks. And I think they started to, to, you know, do this. The prices are starting to do this. And now how do you make cards more expensive? You cut down how many you print, right? So if you're cutting down how many Mew VMAX alternate arts that you print, or, you know, in my opinion, the Charizard alternate art, like what if they start serial numbering cards? You know, what if they start doing only 500 Charizard alternate arts just randomly placed in all of the Brilliant Star Packs? You see what I mean? Now you're looking at cards that are going to yeah. be worth $1,000 or $2,000. I'm not saying that they're going to do that. But, boy, oh boy, watching that metal gold Charizard from the Celebrations UPC sell for, what yeah. was it, $15,000? Jim Mint yep. 10 graded, right? Crazy. It's almost like, hey, we're kind of testing things out here. Here's a metal Charizard card that's really rare, right? A a insert, a special type of card that's going to be extraordinarily rare. And it right. does make me wonder if they're headed to that set. So, like, uh, why Schwartz just put serial numbered cards inside their newest Sword Art Online TCG set. And those cards are going for crazy amounts of money. Like, they're numbered to 10 and numbered, you know, and it's just like, what's going on? How would you feel if Pokemon started serial numbering serial numbering cards and printing significantly less of the biggest hits in the set? Oh man! I mean, as a collector, 
you know, at heart, I kind of feel good about that because it, it, I mean, it means my collection is going to be more valuable, right? right? Um, you know, at least the, the bigger cards, uh, in the set. Um, so that is nice, but you know, <laughs> as a I player, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, as a, yeah, as a, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah, you know, as a player, you know, that's going to be tough as well. You know, because you got to rip a lot of packs to build a deck. You know, you don't, you can't necessarily, you know, build a deck from even just like a booster box. You know, you're going to need probably a couple booster boxes oh, of yeah, different sets, sure. you know, to build sure. a deck. So, you know, that's that's something I didn't think about. But that would, you know, I, I would think that would hurt that market. They'd have um, to be collector's exclusive cards. Like, they would just have to yeah. be unplayable in the TCG. And, you know, yeah, it just, it, just right. it brings up that question of... Are they doing this for collectors or are they printing cards for players now? Because it's always been a trading card game. That's the difference between sports cards and Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards at heart is still a trading card game for people to play. And just recently this year, it's turned into more of a collector side, I feel. I feel that most people are in this to collect or to build something to be worth it right to invest in pokemon cards and stuff like that and it makes you wonder if they're just gonna forego their roots a little bit and be like hey we want to be as popular as sports cards so we're gonna gear our sets towards collectors right so like have you seen the mew cards are is there even like a mew deck available or like i mean is it just not i mean is it a good deck yeah, well, I really haven't looked into the details, but I know that people are putting Mew decks together. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. It's it's Mew and another Pokemon are kind of the two staples. Um, but yeah, yeah, they definitely are building decks. Um, you know, just looking at it, I mean, it's only got a two energy cost to do both attacks. Um, I don't know what the max miracle attack is. This attack uh, is just not affected by damage. But the first attack is actually really good. You can choose one of your bench Fusion Strike Pokemon's attacks and use it as an attack. You know, so people are, you know, building decks around it, um, you know, and I think they, uh, the, the Pokemon company, like you said, I, I definitely think they are moving more towards a collector's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of standpoint when it comes to these sets. I mean, look at the alternate art cards. Like, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to go play in a tournament or something, like you're not bringing all your alternate art cards, like you can, if you want to, they're playable. If you want to flex, if you want to flex, <laughs> if you want to flex hard. You can bring all your alternate arts, you know, all your shiny gold energies, all that stuff, Um, you know, but, you know, most players, you're bringing all your, you know, your most common cards that you can because they all do the same thing. You know, the alternate art, you know, Mew VMAX doesn't do anything different. You don't want to damage the the alts. Yeah. You don't want to do that to, you know, these nice collector's cards, you know, if you look at them that way. Um, But yeah, I I definitely think they're going more towards the collector. Um, I agree. You know, I think that's. I, I think they did us some justice with uh, with the celebration set. It's oh, yeah. completely a collector's set, hundred uh, percent. You know, so that was, you know, I think almost, you know, testing the waters a little bit. You know, kind of with with uh, you know, like a collector's only type set. There are sub subsets are but... usually like that though. Like hidden fates didn't True. have a bunch of bangers to play. Shining fates didn't have True. a bunch of bangers to play. Yeah. Um, usually the subsets tend to be collector sets, and I kind of wish that they would market it as such. You know. Like I if we're so. if That'd we're be being nice. real, they should really start marketing things like here is a set for collectors, here is a set for players, here is whatever, right? But they don't want to. I get that they don't want to neglect the other half either, right? So just by not sure. mentioning it, everybody's going to be excited, um, right? But I 
you know, it, this really wasn't the, the, where we were going to go with the podcast, but sometimes just talking things out really brings out a good conversation, you know? So, yeah. you know, we went from wanting to just strictly talk about fusion strike and how the pull rates are crap and you can weigh the packs. And we've kind of turned it now into a conversation about what if they really start printing for collectors just as much for players, if not more so than for players, which some people might say they already are, but you know, you got the alternate arts. Like what if now you make an alternate art of the alternate art and give it a serial number. And now you're looking at a 2000, 3000, $5,000 card and just, you know, print only 500 of these. I think it would be huge for Pokemon company to do that. Yeah. As a collector, I would be absolutely stoked, right? Because Oh yeah. Pulling one of those cards would be insane. Like take that oh, Charizard, yeah. you know, pull that happened and now multiply that by 10, right? Because if you're pulling oh, the yeah. serial numbered to 50, right? Serial number to 100 and you get the Charizard alternate art where there's only 100 of them ever printed and you have, you know, number 1 of 100, that oh, thing gosh. is going to be worth $10,000, right? And it's going to oh, create easy a whole nother section and a whole nother avenue for high dollar investors. But then it goes, well, what does that mean for people like you and I who can't throw thousands of dollars on Pokemon cards, who can't, you know, enter that high market range to buy, sell and trade those big cards. And you're kind of just hoping that you pull one. You know what I mean? So it's just, crazy to think about man crazy to think about but like overall do you think it'd be a good idea for them to do something like that i do but you know going back and forth like you just kind of ended with there you know if they do a set like that it could be very expensive to even buy one pack talk about scalper city at that point oh my gosh like you would never find that you never yeah that'd be crazy (laughs) (laughs) insane um you know so i i would like to see one but then again it's it would be i feel like it'd be insanely hard to find like it would be almost impossible you know it'd be just like sports Uh, cards right like you would be it, it would go right back to people hounding vendors people getting in fights yeah. at your local Walmarts and targets again, because you know, an elite trainer box with only eight packs inside would now be MSRP 40 bucks scalper price, 300 bucks as opposed to, you yeah. know what it is before. But you know, sports cards do this thing where they print hobby and they print retail, which is completely different. So retail is almost significantly more affordable than hobby all the time. Um, they could always look at all that stuff. It's just so different. It's so interesting. I do think yeah. there's a lot of stuff working in the background with Pokemon that they don't talk about and they don't make public. And I'm interested yeah. to see if changes like that happens. But now that we've gone off the rails a little bit here at the podcast, let's go back to some Fusion Strike real quick. Um, do you think the single prices are going to stay around the $150 marker? Oh, man, if the pull rates stay the way that they are, you know, at least the top three, I could, you know, I could see hanging, you know, probably between 120 and 150. I mean, the top three are absolutely beautiful cards. Yeah. Um, you know, so I could see those hanging out. If something turns around in like the second wave, you know, of these fusion strike cards comes out and the pull rates are a lot better. You know, I don't really see these 
at the 150 range anymore maybe around 100 because they are alt arts and there's not a lot of alt arts in this set yeah um you know so i think that does help them out um but yeah i don't don't think they're going to hang around the 150 range i think you're right um especially when you even take a look at like let's go to uh evolving skies here real quick you know evolving skies the the requaza cards were crazy crazy expensive forever right and yeah the the listings for the Rayquaza VMAX right now, you're looking at like 170 when that thing almost never dropped below 200. Yeah. Um, it still says market price 211, but there's several on there for like 170, 180. Um, the um- Umbreon's at 160, the and the Sylveon has dropped a ton. S- Sylveon was over 200 for a long time, and now it's around $100. Wow. So I can definitely see I can definitely see the same happening with the big three for this set yeah they're already under the value of the Rayquaza v-max and the umbreon v-max from evolving skies already and the right. set's only been out for four or five days um right. so i would definitely not be surprised if all of those cards drop to around the hundred dollar marker uh which just makes me bring up another point don't buy singles this close to release you're gonna overpay if anything i fully recommend selling these cards if you pull them i know it's hard to let them go but I guarantee yes. you, sell that Mew VMAX right now for $150, buy it back in three weeks for $100, $120, you netted yourself $30, and buy some other cards to help you complete your set, or just keep your $30. Bucks. But that's how I like to play the game. If you're lucky enough to pull these chase cards early on, sell it, yeah. you know, buy things to add to your collection. So, And I'm going to do a whole video based on that as well. So, uh, But anyway, that's our conversation for today, guys. Um, Fusion Strike very disastrous up front um it's able to be found at stores not able to be found at stores able to weigh the packs pull rates are trash i saw one that uh, one store posted that they opened four thousand plus packs and they pulled three mews only three yeah. mew v maxes out of four thousand packs that is absolutely insane normally normally you can get an alternate art with like one in a hundred packs right so yeah. in particular that v max is extraordinarily rare um so if you get one sell it <laughs> that's just my opinion um but anyway thank you guys so much make sure you guys drop us up here on the channel go check out asx tcg over on his channel as well he'll be doing tons of pokemon openings and all kinds of cool videos himself so thank you so much guys slap a like asx say one last thing before we get out of here my dude i really hope these pull rates get better in fusion strike i really do <laughs> come on pull rates Pokemon print some cards. <laughs>